0: Everyone, welcome to another edition of Founder Wisdom Podcast. This is the author edition. We have Shannon Teague with us. She is author and CEO at Scaling Up Simplified. Shannon, welcome to the pod. Can you tell us a bit more about yourself and your business?
1: Hi, yes, thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Um, So yes, I'm Shannon Teague, um, the CEO and co-founder of Scaling Up Simplified. we, are, we have both two books, Scaling Up Simplified and Hiring Method Simplified, um, and also an online program that teaches CEOs around the world how to develop remote and global hiring systems within their organization. Um, our books also are basically the foundations needed before you start the scaling up process. So everything, a step-by-step guide on everything that you need before you can actually start scaling your business.
0: Super cool. Can you tell us how you got there? Because you started a bunch of interesting business, so like Pop and Sprinkle, then the London Mobile Spa Leisure Talent. So tell us how you got there.
1: Yeah, sure. So um, my first business was when I was 25 um, and that was the recruitment agency London Spa. We rebranded into Leisure Talent Um, And it was a recruitment agency that um, specifically catered to the hospitality sector in the UK to five-star spas within five-star hotels. So super niche. Uh, We provided temping staff for the five-star spas around the UK and had developed an app for our business where it was therapists on demand, basically. So they, they could do everything like Uber for therapists. Um, and that was my first business. And you know how, how it is when, you, when you've become an entrepreneur, you have all of these ideas and you just wanna do everything, um, which was also one of my big lessons in life. Uh, so Pop and Sprinkle was started maybe two or three years after um, our, my recruitment agency. Um, And that was an idea that came to me and one of my best friends from when we were younger. Um, We moved to the UK around the same time and we went to the cinema and we realized that there weren't any popcorn flavorings in the cinema. And where we come from, it's normal to have like five, six, ten different flavors at the cinema to choose from. And we thought it'd be a really good idea. So we went on this venture together, um, but I soon realized, you know, having two businesses at once (laughs) wasn't practical at all. So my business partner basically managed most of Pop and Sprinkle. I was an investor. um, And then I focused mostly on my recruitment agency, um, got funding to scale the agency, opened another department, grew my team even more. Um, At this stage we had, I had a support team of 10 and uh, 80 contractors working underneath my company brand. And um, then COVID happened, sadly, and I couldn't sustain the, the funding that we received. But it led me on to new adventures, learned a lot from that. And that was how Scaling Up Simplified was formed. So I basically took all of my knowledge from being coached over the years and all the lessons learned from running my own businesses and also scaling up my own recruitment agency. And I developed that into two books and to an online system that teaches business owners how to do this themselves. Because, you know, it's a really big problem amongst uh, small businesses where they don't know how to hire effectively. And it can be detrimental to the growth of your business and your team is everything, especially in the scaling up process. So that's how I came to Scaling Up Simplified. It's pretty much my journey to date. It's been it's really interesting, yeah. interesting um, one. Yeah, quite
0: unconventional. I mean, I started in supplements myself. So it's, it's funny how these business tend to pan out. And I also shifted more towards the digital model, although I still had my agencies in these days. Uh, I'm curious, why did you decided to sit down and, and write a book about your method?
1: It's something that I was always interested in doing. Um, It's a challenge that I always wanted to embark on. But when I ran my agency, I didn't have the time to sit down and actually figure out how to do it because it's it's quite intense writing a book. I had gathered information for years and years. You know, I kept trailer notes of what, what I want the book to be about and lessons that I learned along the way that would be cool to implement in a book. And then COVID happened and yeah, I had the time. So I just started writing. Um, and I obviously I worked with the team to to proofread everything and I hired a team to help me proofread the book and make sure that it, it flowed really well. Um, and that's pretty much it was a it was a passion that I always wanted to explore. And when COVID happened, had the opportunity to do that. And then it led me on to the second book where I dived deeper into the hiring system and to remote and global hiring and how to do that effectively in your establishment.
0: Interesting and tell us about some tips uh, that you developed in the book um, for founders that have problem recruiting sometimes or even retaining some of the team members and keeping them motivated and productive.
1: Yeah so that's a great question. So to so me and the way that I structure my entire hiring system, company culture is everything. So you need to really define your company culture and you need to be hiring people that fits into the long-term mission of your business. It's not just about right now. So when you're hiring, you should be thinking, does this person fit into where my business is going? Do they, Does their career vision and their personality align with what I'm trying to achieve in my business. And we use the company culture to, to define that. So, and then from that point on, I, 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 um, the the strategies that I teach are a little bit different, whereas we don't even pay attention to the CV at this stage. So there's five steps before we even look at the CV. The CV is one of the, one of the steps where, you know, you're actually going to be inviting this person for an interview and the reason the, the way that we do this is by first defining the, the company culture and then putting um strategies in place, such as um a video, a video interview or a um if the candidates send a, a video introduction to you telling you why their personality fits in with your company culture. And only if the candidates seem as if they're actually fitting into the long-term mission do we then look at the cv and take them through to the next stage so company culture would be the biggest it's just like it's so hard opinion.
0: to to know like if someone is actually the way they are because we can have them like do tests and psychometrics but we never really know how they would operate in A company at least that has been my opinion and that's been vice versa I've hired people that um, I thought they would be amazing from the first interview but they didn't pan out and some others that they did terrible in their first interviews or their I mean psychometrics hard to not do the. I mean most psychometrics are skewed because it's just like how do you see yourself in your best day you know most people are not realists but how do you make sure that you really wrap your head around who someone is truly is that that's my question
1: yeah so it's all about I mean it's every company would be different in how they how they structure the questions so for example if if I can put an example so our company culture is all about freedom and traveling and you know you need to love The fact that you can work from anywhere in the world, you need to love the fact that we have like meetups in different places in the world, someone that didn't enjoy traveling or was scared of leaving their hometown or something like that. They wouldn't really fit into our bigger picture of like our company culture and the love of travel the love of adventure. So the initial um, application stage is what I call it the initial application stage on the job description. So. The way that I structure the job description is also very different. I would start with company culture and then I would define the benefits and the benefits wouldn't just be like healthcare, for example, although that's really important to um, a lot of people in a lot of countries, but the benefits are more related to what your company culture is about. So for example, using the traveling as an example, again, like we would offer a co-workspace allowance or, you know, um, nomad insurance or meetups once a year in really cool places, and these are all the benefits, you know, or, or, um, autonomy within your role, you know, flexibility to kind of structure your own day. And that would cater to a certain kind of character. And then at the, the bottom of the job description, we inform the applicants to send us a loom video explaining um, why they fit into these benefits and what appealed to them, about the, the job description in terms of like our company culture and the benefits that we offer rather than understanding their skills. Because in my opinion, skills can be taught, although, you know, we need to have a basic understanding of the skills needed for every role, but skills can be taught, attitude, um, personality can't. So the first stage of the of the application is really like defining who they are, whether they fit into what we're trying to create for the long-term mission. And then, you know, you, so you have all these things in place. Um, and then the next stage would be a, a virtual interview stage, where you dive a deeper into their personality, and you ask questions that relate to the kind of environment that you're trying to create in your business. Um, and then the, the stage thereafter would be the onboarding stage. So after they've gone through the whole hiring stage and all the steps involved with that, ensuring, you know, there's a test involved, there's a personality test involved, Um, there would then be the onboarding stage. And the onboarding stage is another level of security if it's done correctly. So as the business owner, you need to ensure that you have all the right systems and processes in place, Um, you have a probation period in place, and the three months of the probation period are there for one, security for your business, because. If the whole hiring stage, they don't actually work out um, after you've gone through the the whole system of ensuring that they actually fit into the mission, their skills align, everything aligns, you then have the probation period as an extra level of security. You train them effectively on how all of your systems and processes work, um, how your company works, you give them an induction training, and after the three-month period, you then decide whether you know they actually are who they say they are they've worked out well they're getting on with all of the systems and processes that you've put in place um, and then you continue to offer them the full-time role um and if you in my experience if you follow this hiring system and you have all these steps in place where you're really getting to know this person for who they are um and you, hello yeah still there. Ah, sorry. Um, and you're really getting to know them through the whole hiring stage. Uh, chances are that they would meet their probation period. If, as the company, you have the right systems and processes in place to help them meet their probation period. Does that make makes sense?
0: A, yeah, it makes a lot of sense the The culture thing, you know, I had this uh, nomadic thing also going on in my company back in the days. and I think the the joy of of traveling and the the traveling type of personality is getting out of your comfort zone and adapting quickly. Is that why mm. you you have that uh, personally in your company?
1: It is part of it, but it's also just my my love for traveling and um my love for living in different countries and having the flexibility to be able to just live anywhere really um and that's why you know and I I like to provide that opportunity for the people that work in my business also but it's also it could also be like so one of my team members you know she's a she's a, a mom and she loves traveling but she also loves being at home with her family and with her daughter and having the flexibility to be able to spend time with as much time with her as possible, take her to school, fetch her, be a mom and also be a working mom. But her and her family also really love traveling. So, you know, we've met in different parts of the world. She doesn't travel the way that I do where I actually go live in different countries for a certain period of the year or whatever it is. Um, but there's that foundation of love for adventure, traveling, stepping out of the comfort zone, the flexibility, you know, and that doesn't accommodate everybody. And if it doesn't accommodate you, the way that we structure our job description and the way that I teach my members in the program to structure their job description, um, you wouldn't apply for that role. It wouldn't be appealing to you. But the purpose of a job description, and this is what a lot of companies get wrong, is that they just write about, you know, this is us and then they go straight into skill set. You know, this is what we require. When it's like, I read them and I fall asleep like reading these job descriptions, you know, the purpose of a job description should be seen as a marketing funnel. You, you're trying to attract, you use in the same way as like what you would attract your clients. You know, you're not going to make a boring marketing strategy because no one's going to pay attention to you. So the job descriptions used in the same way, you're trying to attract the right kind of candidates to your business that fits into the long-term mission of what you're planning to do for your company.
0: Does that make 100%. sense? Yeah, it mm-hmm. makes, uh, makes a lot of sense. And, you know, as a cold emailer, like I write my uh, job posts the same way I would write a, a sales letter. And I also do cold email to recruit people in my org. And I do agree that most of these job posts they're boring. Um, so they should work under the same sales principle, grab the attention, have a nice offer and nice call to action and so forth. I believe it's also super mm-hmm. important to have their culture in there. Yeah, it's cool the the free yoga class the free gym memberships and so forth but like you said it's the the culture the essence for my on my side for example it's entrepreneurship and intellectualism that's what i want to see in people that's who i am like you said and i want to see that in the org a constant thirst for knowledge reading new books discussing these findings and having debates and intellectual conversations on topics so that's very much like who we want to attract here in our culture, and yeah, sometimes it's it's just uh, hard to to attract these folks. But I'm I'm curious about the techniques that you have on your side. Do you also do um, mostly job posts? Uh, do you use Upwork? Do you recruit freelancers? Do you use cold email? Can you tell us about your techniques?
1: Yeah, sure. So um, I don't actually I don't do cold email at all. Um, the strategy that I that I do is specifically to like. So we would structure the job description, Um, you know, like I mentioned, the culture, the benefits, and then getting to to the skill set, because the skill set's the boring part, in my opinion. I mean, they have the skills. That's why they're applying. And then the last part would be the call to action. I don't actually, and this is where the filtering system comes in, because I don't actually read a CV of a person that doesn't follow the call to action, because then I know, one, it shows enthusiasm because I've read the whole job description. They're not just applying, applying, applying. Um, And I'm filtering out all those people that are just applying to every single job with the same title. Um, And then I use, I do use Upwork and I do use Fiverr. And I use a similar, similar strategy on Upwork and Fiverr to what I use, like if I was hiring someone on a job board, for example. And then I use, yeah, I use job boards. I use Google. I use a platform. And this is the platform that I teach about in my hiring system, Um, In our online program, it's called Recruity. And Recruity is 100% automated. It's incredible. You literally just automate your entire hiring process. So as soon as you've accepted or declined someone, you know, an automated email sent with the next instructions of what happens next or what they need to do next, a virtual interview is sent automatically. Um, And they also have a feature where you can sign up on their platform to hundreds of job boards all over the world so it's about in the beginning it's about trial and error seeing which job job boards work for you um also using social medias to your advantage because there's loads of Facebook groups that you can post your job but and there's also you can do like if you have a large following you can uh post a a really cool kind of video or ad or reel saying that this is a, a job that you're you're posting at the moment uh but the the same principle applies for every single platform that you go on. Is that you always have the call to action, and you only pay attention to the people that follow their call to action because, like I mentioned, it it shows that they are dedicated, they are excited, and they are willing to go the extra mile to apply to your job. So you make it a little bit challenging. You know, it's like for example, you can say, "Go to our careers page and follow the instructions," and on the careers page. There's an instruction to send a video. You're making them step out of their comfort zone. You're making them put in the effort. And only people that are super excited to work for your company, because they've, them, you know, the culture really appeals to them. The benefits really appeal to them. Will they go that extra mile to apply? And th- that's the, the system that I use basically.
0: Interesting. I'm curious why haven't you made use of cold email so far? Because. On our side, we use personal email to get in touch with them and ask them if they know someone for the position, and if they think it's a position for them they're going to apply, obviously. uh, Using LinkedIn as a source of data plus uh, yeah obviously everyone checks their their emails, Uh, do you see a potential uh, candidate in uh, a good way of outreaching to people and getting top candidates with cold email or have you tried a method and have you not been successful with.
1: Yeah, so I have I, I did we did use that method um quite a bit in our recruitment agency because obviously you, you need to be trying to reach as many candidates as possible. But if I'm if I'm hiring internally in my business and you have structured your job description in a way that's super appealing and really funnels in the right kind of people, it's gonna stand out to people. And then you use as many platforms as possible. And the reason why I, I personally don't teach the cold um email strategy or why i don't use it is specifically for the um the call-, call to action that i've explained because if you're reaching out to them it can be you know there's there's no there's no way of establishing at that point the level of dedication that they'll go to to apply to work for your company and the strategy that i teach you will only get about three to five applicants. But these are going to be applicants that are going to be super dedicated, really excited to work for your company. They're really going the extra mile to make sure that they stand out. Um, they followed the instructions that you have that, that you have specified on the job description or the posting or whatever it is. That this is how you apply, and you'll only be considered if this is how you apply. Um, and you're filtering out all the other people that don't follow instructions and aren't willing to put in the work before they even know you to apply to your company.
0: Yeah, I love it, good, uh, good reasoning right there. Um, I'm also curious, I have like uh, interesting HR methods internally. I tend to hire twice uh, a precise position in my company, for example, uh, two cold emailers and uh, have them tested out in two to four weeks each and just take out the best of them, of them to the best performing one. What do you think about those methods?
1: Yeah, it's good. I mean, two to four weeks is it's quite long. Um, if you have the the capital to be able to do that, it's really good to to do that. That is a really good strategy. So, um, in the in the hiring system that I teach, the one of the last stages is actually a test. So, depending on depending on whether it's the extent of the test, it will either be that they do it you know for free or they'll do it. Um, you'll pay them for that for the test. It depends on. You know how how many hours go into it. Um, obviously, if, if they're dedicating a lot of time, and you'll actually be able to use that information in your business, then I would pay them for them. I'd always show appreciation to everyone that's you know that's dedicating time to my company in every single way. Um, so yeah, that, it is a very good strategy if you're able to fund that. And um, yeah, basically that's what it would come down to. But I, I do teach that there's a there's a platform, a really cool platform called Test Gorilla. And they have over a thousand different tests that you can choose from. Um, And Test Guerrilla actually um, recruity, the platform that I mentioned earlier uh, for automation and for the hiring process, they are integrated into Recruity. So you integrate them together and all the applicants that you have selected um, that kind of fits into your company culture, you really like them, they've had interviews with you. You then select a few to do the test However long the test will be, that's obviously up to the company. Every company is different. Every position is different. Um, And then an automated email is sent saying this is what the test is. And dependence on, like I mentioned, how long it is. It will either be a free test or you'll pay them for their time.
0: Got it. I'm curious about your course uh, business. So in terms of percentage, nowadays, do you do more of consulting slash agency services or do you sell more of your courses?
1: Yeah, so I've stepped away from the um, agency completely. I don't actually do any of the sourcing for companies anymore at all. Um, I decided to go 100% digital. This is where my passion lies also. It's a lot more scalable. I'm actually teaching businesses how to do this themselves. Um, it's also a really big problem that I would like to solve in the world. It's a global problem that small businesses face where One, they don't understand the importance of hiring and getting it right. And two, most people don't know how to do this. So most, you know, you come from different backgrounds. Um, There's so much information out there that it's hard to actually know how to structure this correctly that delivers results. Like every system that we implement in our business, the purpose of the system is to deliver results. Um, And this is what made me move on to, teaching business owners rather how to implement this so my target audience is usually around they are a team of around two to ten and they're at the point where they they have no time in the day to do anything else but like you know they're wearing all the hats and they realize that they need a team Um, and then they start getting a team but this is where like when they get to the two to ten they start reaching the ten mark they get the team but then start have even less time because they don't have all the systems and and processes in place to remove themselves from the daily operations. Um, So my course basically covers all of this. And the decision was to to rather teach people how to do this because there's such a big gap in that market.
0: So how much should I pay for your course?
1: So there's two different options. The one is the um, do-it-yourself where it's $599, um, where it's exactly the same platform. It comes with all the downloadable templates, um, software demonstrations. We've partnered with companies from all over the world for the entire process. Um, And the other one is $1,200, where there's three coaching sessions involved. So after the completion of the three main sections of the course, where the one is the hiring and then it's the onboarding, and then it's the global hiring. Um, we we help you. We give you coaching thereafter to help you implement the systems, to guide you, to handhold you with whatever you need assistance with.
0: That's so cool. And where can people find out more about that course?
1: Uh, yeah. So um, I, we have a free we have a free version of it actually, um, which just like the basics of the entire course, um, and that's at um, hiringmethodsimplified.com forward slash basics remote hiring access. It's quite long. Um, but also if you just go to our website, um, hiringmethodsimplified.com, um, you can find a uh, sign up there. You can find all of our contact information on the top of our website. You can book a call with us. We can demonstrate the platform to you. Um, all of our social media is available. We're on f- uh, youtube we on instagram we're basically everywhere facebook um so yeah it's all available on our website
0: super cool and i guess people can also find you as shannon dig on uh, linkedin uh, shannon thank you yes. so much for sharing that knowledge today was amazing
1: thank you so much for having me it was a great great talk